Welcome to the Curious Podcast, where we are constantly in the process of getting to the bottom of shit. Hello again. If you've clicked on this episode, it appears that you are not of the faint-hearted. The same is true if you listen to this podcast in general. Today's topic is quite frankly shocking, terrifying, and a fucking mess. There are two protagonists, multiple phony businesses, fake documents, and the buying and selling of humans. It was the early 2000s and Jose Maria Hill Prados, the name is very long so after this I will just call him Prados, he'd been arrested for sexually assaulting and creating pornographic material of two children. The case went to trial where Prados was sentenced to eight years in Spanish jail. A year after the trial and sentencing, one of the children asked to recant his statement about the abuse. This was very similar to what happened in the 1990s after four boys Prados adopted were taken from his custody immediately. Those boys also accused Prados of sexually abusing them, so the man had a history. He got away that time though, because the boys didn't give any official statement at the time, nor was there anything else, so authorities just had to drop it. However, in the 2000s case, the judge deemed the boys' statement to be too compelling, and they'd already gone to trial anyway. Thus, the sentence for Prados was upheld. It was much to the surprise of many that after the convicted paedophile was released, the same boy he abused went into business with him. That boy was now a man known as Didac Jimenez Sanchez, and this is where we will begin our story. Sanchez launched the company Subrogalia in 2013 in Spain. The company also has locations in countries like Greece and Ukraine. Subrogalia is a surrogacy company that links childless parents with women that can carry their embryos to full term. Now there's different forms of surrogacy, but with gestational surrogacy, the embryo has been created via IVF and then inserted into the surrogate mother. Throughout that time, the surrogate and the parents are in regular communication. After the birth, the child is then placed in the care of the childless couple who formally take the child as their own. Then they live happily ever after. This is also the type of surrogacy Sanchez's company offered. This attracted struggling couples wanting their kids to be biologically related to them. But what was a paedophile doing in a surrogacy agency? As we said before, Hill Prados went into business with Sanchez, who had opened up a surrogacy agency. Subrogalia were based in nine countries, including the one that Prados had been convicted in. One would assume there had been background checks done for such a sensitive line of work. This is why Sanchez was the face of the company, though. Many of the employees noted that their real boss was actually Prados. Sanchez was merely a cover to keep any prying eyes away from the fact that Prados had been running Subrogalia the whole time. There's also other accounts, depending on where you read, that 
many of the employees knew exactly who Hill Prados was. Um, even though he was operating under a different name, he changed his ID after he got arrested. At least that's what some journalists have said that have come across some Spanish ID that apparently has his face on it with a totally different name. So this could also be a reason why he's able to be partly partnering in a business involved in babies. I mentioned earlier that one of the nine countries Subregalia is based in is Ukraine. This is where we get to the meat and potatoes of the story. The Ukraine location was making Prados a fortune. With the lax law surrounding surrogacy in the country, this allowed Prados to take full advantage of the situation. Quote, More than 2,000 children are born through surrogacy every year in Ukraine, the majority to foreign couples. The country has around 50 reproductive clinics and many agencies and middlemen who match couples, known as intended parents, to surrogates. Ukraine is a popular choice because of the way its laws on surrogacy are written. In many European countries, including the UK, when a surrogate gives birth, she is listed as the mother on the birth certificate. If she is married, her husband will be listed as the father. In Ukraine, the intended parents are listed as mother and father. That means getting the baby a passport and bringing them home is much simpler. End quote. Kind of sus when you think about it with bad intentions. But the money for the surrogates plays a big role in why so many Ukrainian women are also willing to carry another couple's child. Wages are low in the Eastern European country and opportunities scarce. Some surrogates are offered up to $50,000 for their time and labour. This money can go towards renovating or buying a new home entirely and of course caring for their own children, which many do after being paid. Ukraine was one of the top areas for subrogalia as every child sold would bring an 8,000 euro profit. Ukrainian law also allows sex offenders to operate surrogacy agencies. The Ukrainian government should maybe look at the law that is essentially allowing anyone to sell and buy babies from the country. Yes, the process is fully legal in Ukraine, but the issue here is what kind of people this loophole law attracts. You have to think about it like that because there's a lot of sick people in this world, unfortunately. And we just have to consider the risks involved in letting anybody open a surrogacy agency and absolutely anybody buy a child and get their name on the birth certificate as their parents. I can't believe that's actually a thing, but knowing that it's Ukraine that's doing it, it kind of makes sense with all the bullshit that's currently happening. That country is very, very sketchy. Accusations of child trafficking began to surround the surrogacy chain. Subrogalia was accused of, quote, serious and grave breaches of contract after losing a case in Spain where they'd taken the money of a couple, yet they were not presented with their child. Prados changed the name of the Spanish surrogacy to Just Life and the one in Ukraine to Euro Surrogacy in an effort to distance the companies from the accusations. See, this is something that Prados did quite regularly. 
thinking that he was smart. I guess in some ways he is quite calculated, but when you actually lay it all out, you can clearly see you can clearly see what he does and it's not that complicated. If things get too hot, he either changes the name of his company to something else or he will create a completely new one, obviously name something else and just go about his business like nothing ever happened. Soon, Prados' cash cow, Euro surrogacy, was under the line of fire. In 2018, the Ukrainian police were investigating Biotexcom, which is a company that Prados partnered with to create and implant embryos. Biotexcom has been accused of using the company as a means of trafficking babies under the guise of surrogacy. The police also accused them of doing this alongside Eurosurrogacy, which is why the investigation was launched in the first place. Also, like I said before, not everyone buying these babies wanted to be parents, and that's just putting it in the nicest way possible. Eurosurrogacy's accounts were then frozen, and there is still an ongoing investigation, apparently. Biotexcom have since spoken out to say that any investigations into them have ceased and that no legal proceedings have taken place since 2019. I mean, that's what they said, but the Ukrainian authorities are saying different, which I will get into later. A year before this investigation, Prados did what he usually does and created another business in Sanchez's name, but the authorities had slowly caught on to them. Quote, in 2017, Sanchez opened his own IVF clinic in Ukraine called Interfiv. In 2021, one of the sons of Prados became her beneficial owner. A few weeks before Sanchez's wedding, Ukrainian law enforcement officers searched the offices of Interfiv in Kiev. Law enforcement authorities suspected Interfiv of human trafficking, among other things, the company was accused of handing over other people's children to parents. In addition, Interviv allegedly arranged fictitious marriages and forged documents in order to legally take children out of Ukraine, end quote. So when you are forging, when you as a IVF clinic are helping people to forge documents to be able to fly babies out of the country? Yeah, it is kind of looking more and more like a trafficking scheme, a huge trafficking scheme, even a paedophile ring I'd say. Yeah, and some people might claim that is just outright exaggeration, but I think you all know better than that. There are a lot of paedophile rings that seem to be active all over the world, and this could just be another one covered up as some sort of surrogacy business, which is pretty new to me and a bit shocking. But again, it's sad to say, but a lot of these things are covers. You know, nowadays, a foster care agency or a care home could be a cover for trafficking children. Shit, it actually happens. There's actually stories. So let me know if you want me to do episodes on stuff like that. But the care home stuff is pretty dark. So anywhere there's children, there seems to be some sort of trafficking business going on. But that's me going off on a tangent. Let me just continue with the episode. Biotexcom also claimed to have had no idea of Prados' 
criminal past when they were initially partners. As bullshit as that sounds, they may have actually been telling the truth. When searching up Hill Prados, you are bombarded by random articles about things he has done you know, in the community and it's all these weird Venezuelan websites that's if you actually dig for a long time and not everybody has that time but that's if you actually dig for a long, long time and go through all the pages on the search engines and you haven't given up. However, nothing shows up about his history as a paedophile and rapist. Quote, We erase your past, boasts Eliminalia a business led by the convicted paedophile which has netted millions in revenue over the past decade for restoring the online reputation of hundreds of clients who have been convicted and investigated in 54 countries for corruption, money laundering, sexual abuse and drug trafficking. End quote. Not only is Prados the owner of multiple surrogacies and other businesses, but he also owns a business that promises to erase people's pasts from the internet, at least whatever they want erased. This is most likely why it is so difficult to find anything substantial about Prados himself online. I tried to do research based off his full name and had no hits linking him to his past crimes or even his businesses. The only point of reference I even have for this whole scheme existing are the expose articles I found about human trafficking in Ukraine, which then led to Prados and Sanchez being exposed by some dedicated journalists that seem to have been on the trail for a while. So his Eliminalia website is definitely doing its job, 10 out of 10 mate. Eliminalia was understandably very lucrative as many prominent figures wanted bad news about them scrubbed and Prados would do it for a fee. Many government officials around South America paid for the services of Eliminalia. One contract from 2018 resulted in a client paying $427,584. I'd hate to know what that guy is running away from. Honestly. Sanchez and his sister were sadly not the only children whom Hill had victimised. Prados has been a known paedophile for many decades and is a serial abuser and rapist. Though he has managed to amass much wealth and status in this time, which may have afforded him the freedom he currently has. It's strange that he's been linked to human trafficking, owning the bulk of surrogacy agencies in Ukraine, and is not at least in custody right now. That's money and corruption for you right there. And like every millionaire paedophile corruption story, one has to ask whether Prados was actually working alone or has ties to people in high places across Europe and maybe South America. After all, many South American officials and notorious criminals use Eliminalia services to help them. Maybe in return, he was able to get favours of his own. Nobody in this inner circle has yet to be charged, but Ukrainian authorities are said to still be investigating. Yes, still. Since the war broke out, this has apparently stalled much of the investigation. You guys all know what I think about the war, 
that award is like 90% bullshit. I saw a video on Twitter the other day actually of a bunch of women in Ukraine in a club partying it up. So yeah, we shall see what happens if anything. But there seems to be a lot of shady business happening in Ukraine. From the war to supposed government biolabs to an underground surrogacy and possible paedophile ring. I think it could unfortunately be one of those Epstein or true type situations where many government officials and prominent figures are involved so Prados will never be implicated in return as long as he plays his part. If you don't know who true is, that's another degenerate I covered on Six Sad World who was so protected by Belgium higher-ups that he was able to snatch girls and shove them into his van in broad daylight. He was ultimately caught for being too brazen and frankly a psycho, so his handlers could no longer protect him. I will link that article if you'd like to read, and there's videos as well that show reenactments of how he used to snatch girls in the streets. There's a lot of crazy stuff. There's the basement where he used to keep them. I found pictures of that as well, so definitely check that out. It's a very lengthy article that I wrote up about a couple months ago and I put a lot of effort into. So definitely subscribe to Six Sad World if you want to see that. I'd very much appreciate it. There is much content that I can't publicly share but is still interesting to cover and I'd like to keep you all informed too, of course. So as of now, unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be much other news on this whole subregalia, surrogacy, biotech, Sanchez, pedo ring situation and surprisingly enough there's been no other European outlets that have been covering it really. There have been some Spanish journalists that have covered it which I've got sources from that I've listed in this episode but yeah no not much coverage at all which leaves a bit of a bad taste in my mouth considering what this could be. Um, I feel like we are literally at the tip of the iceberg with this story so I am going to keep an eye on it in case there is any updates in the future. You guys can research it yourself too, it's amazing how little information there is about this stuff so I feel like the worst is yet to come. I don't want to be that guy but you guys know if you've listened to enough episodes that if you don't hear anything then something is going to come eventually because right now they have it under wraps. So this guy is a free man and can walk around everywhere at the moment with his millions and his protection, but that only lasts so long. I hope I haven't dampened your mood too much today, guys. I just wanted to let you know, and if other people don't know, please let them know because this is important information and the more things like this that are swept under the rug, the easier it is for these people to keep making their huge rings, paedophile rings, whatever, sex trafficking rings, whatever they're doing, because we hear about a couple here and there, but I can only imagine how many actually exist. And the more that they get exposed, the more wary they will be of doing this. I mean, we are talking about people that don't have a conscience, so it is kind of hard to expect them to have some self-reflection. And if you haven't already, please check out the website. It's www.thecuriouspodcast.co.uk where there is an abundance of information, videos, 
pictures and obviously six sad world where there is super tip top secret articles about all sorts of stuff like kanye i am actually going to cover kanye again because now he's come out with his supposed quote-unquote wife and he's acting weird again so i personally think that that's his handler and he might be under some sort of mk ultra mind control who knows if you guys want me to cover that too let me know i usually will share things new things that are on my website on twitter so follow me on twitter if you haven't already it's at the curious so it's t-h-e-e-c-u-r-i-o-u-s <laughs> i had to close my eyes to spell that but yeah and also thank you for the other people that have been following me on rumble i know i have been mentioning it every single episode and i will continue to until i get to 25 followers keep following me guys keep making an account it's not that hard i have to get to 25 followers to be able to stream on there to live stream i get it because you know it it creates a system where not any rando can just live stream but not a lot of people know about rumble or own a rumble account but I'm very happy to see that people are following me so thank you so much for that guys and if you didn't know that I have a rumble that I'm waiting to live stream off of just click the link in the description or in the source material where it will take you to my rumble page and then you can follow me. Thanks for listening guys I really appreciate it. If you're into the strange, morbid or curious I'll see you in the next episode. Stay safe, stay curious, for real.